Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Once in a while, you just want to look in the mirror and try to figure it out on your own without having to pay 350 bucks an hour. God, you know? that's expensive. Don't you have well, insurance? Yes. Yes, you get reimbursed. But, you know, it's still, in principle, therapy, not cheap these days, especially on the East Coast. A little help here, you know? Trust me, I, I, if it was on my own, I wouldn't be shelling out 350 bucks an hour. <laughs> I'd be calling Dan Graziano every week. That's what I'd be doing. Dan, let's talk about my breakfast today and what I saw. And what am I wrong here? And I still I have no feel on that. You am I wrong on that? No, because but I also like because if it's a nondescript breakfast restaurant, like avocado yes. toast is a very basic item. But maybe because it doesn't sound like you've had this avocado toast. Otherwise, you would probably speak to wow, it's so great. Three people at the same table ordering it speaks to its greatness. Maybe that means you need to go back and try it. I mean, I would. Are you I an avocado guy? Some people uh, aren't. I'm not anti-avocado anymore. I used to not be a big avocado guy, but uh, like I never loved guac, but I, I like it. I like it more now than I ever did before. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not anti-avocado toast. I'm the guy that goes in and orders the exact same thing for breakfast anytime I go in. And it's like egg whites and... You know, some bacon and some toast. That's, that's basically it. But I, I, I do not change my routine at all. At all. Maybe that's their routine. Maybe it's these three people. You called it very Stepford Wives-esque. So maybe, I'm assuming, three women going in. It's their weekly Monday or Tuesday routine. They all go get avocado toast. They all play bridge. And then they all have a grand old afternoon doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> I just, I just like labeled them all as like 80-year-old women. So yeah. um, I could be very wrong in my typecasting here. But yeah, that's no, at least what my image in my head built. You're not that far off. It's Carla versus Joey, ESPN Radio, Sirius X. Channel 80. She is Courtney Cronin. I am Chris Carlin. Joe will be back with us tomorrow. The news of the day involves Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, he went off last night with a sprained ankle, and we have the very latest from Doug Peterson, the Jaguars head coach who spoke to the media a little while ago. So starting with Trevor, obviously, it's just a right high ankle sprain. Uh, everything's stable. Everything looks good, and, and we'll see where he is here in a couple of days. Uh, here is Peterson on C.J. Bethard and what he will do in practice this week in terms of getting enough snaps. Good to get C.J. Um, you know a full week of uh, preparation. Obviously, you know Trevor will stay uh, mentally mentally sharp and, and and obviously see where he's at. But uh, to give to give C.J. Um, you know the time this week with the offense uh, with uh, Luke Fortner. You know with the center quarterback stuff and and working with the running backs. Uh, it, it'd be good. It'd be good for CJ and and um, otherwise I thought you know last night CJ filled in filled in nicely. 
And then lastly, could Trevor actually play this week? Is there a legitimate possibility that Trevor could play this week? I'm not going to put that timetable on Trevor. I'm not going to put him in a box like that, but uh, we'll see how he is in a couple of days. Well, when you say that CJ is going to get the first team snaps in practice, which is basically what he said, Trevor's not playing this week. You would certainly uh, be comfortable reading that into Doug Peterson's comments here. Yeah, I mean, the just for for like to use an example, the Bears did this with Justin Fields and the in the dislocated thumb. Remember that for four weeks, and it became this game. Those first two weeks of is his backup going to start? Are we going to see Justin Fields out there? Well, they'll leave the door open, but we're going to uh, you know go at this with Tyson Bagent being the one who gets all the first team reps. If someone's getting the first team reps in practice because they have to come up with their practice plan by the time they take the field on Wednesday, that player's in line to start. Plus, this is a high ankle sprain, Chris. This isn't like, oh, he rolled his ankle. You saw it. He could barely walk. He had to be helped to the locker room because apparently nowhere in the city of Jacksonville was there a cart available to put Trevor Lawrence on so he could get off of his injured ankle. Nonetheless, he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. Doug Peterson in in a different question was asked about surgery. He ruled out the tightrope surgery, said he's not going to need that. So that's good news, not for this week when they play since, uh, when they play Cleveland, but down the line as we get towards the playoffs, the chance that they would have Trevor Lawrence available sounds a lot greater than it would have if he would have if they would have ruled him out today with surgery. Listen, I, I hate to put it this way, you'd rather have a situation where. You were playing Cleveland and Baltimore in a few weeks and getting some of the games that are down the line out of the way now. Like the the remaining five on the schedule at Cleveland, Baltimore at home, but then it's at Tampa, Carolina, and at Tennessee. I'm not saying that Jacksonville's not going to make the playoffs here, Mm -hmm. but I would like their chances a lot more in surviving the next couple of weeks, obviously, if you had some of those easier games up and then you hope that Roger or rather uh, Lawrence comes back a little bit later on. Now, all of that aside, what they did last night before the injury was inexcusable. They can't lose that game, Courtney. And this is what they have done this year. I have been a a Jaguars uh, proponent and yet as a team that I thought could go to the AFC championship game, they sit there at eight and four, but these losses that they have are just awful. When they early in the year, big game, Kansas city, they score nine points. They only give up 17. They score nine points early in the year, big game, Houston. They get blown out at home. They get embarrassed by San Francisco a few weeks ago. This is not a team ready to challenge in the AFC, and it makes me wonder who is ready to challenge in the AFC. Well, when you have this many teams with backup quarterbacks playing, it's funny. You're glad that the CFP doesn't have any sort of control over the NFL because the playoff picture in the AFC, the four-seed Jacksonville Jaguars, who were the three-seed last night, the loss bounced them to the four-seed. Gosh, they, they blew an opportunity with the way that Kansas City came out of Week 13. What they had to do last night at home, mind you, would have improved their chances by 30% to get the number one seed. Feels out of reach now. They've got a backup quarterback. Pittsburgh has a backup quarterback. Cleveland has a backup quarterback. Indianapolis has a backup quarterback. That's four teams out of the seven 
in the AFC playoff field. And, you know, you can even go over to the NFC and you see that right now with Minnesota and who knows who it's going to be this year uh, or this week playing at quarterback. It might not be Josh Dobbs. It's a wild time with the playoff picture, knowing how the quarterback play is going to affect the outcome of these games potentially. Now, we know that these teams in the NFL are built on more than just quarterback play, but a drop-off in that could very well change the seating down the stretch and affect some of these matchups and for Trevor Lawrence specifically you know he had been on this trajectory for a couple years now we kept waiting okay is this going to be the year where he finally can take that jump where Jacksonville is considered a, a true threat from week one all the way down to week 18 and it felt like they were getting there despite some of the losses despite only putting up three points at home again another bad loss at home to the San Francisco 49ers a couple weeks ago we're, we still have the same questions about this team that we had a year ago at this time and wondering, okay, are they legit? Are they just a good team or are they a legitimate threat in the AFC? Right now it feels like the former. It really does. It really does. And that's part of our story today. The other part has been Aaron Rodgers doing what he does. Showing up on the Pat McAfee show today in New York City. Uh, they're doing the show from the seaport today. And here he is defending Zach Wilson. There was the report yesterday from Diana Rossini in The Athletic that the Jets want to go back to Zach Wilson to start this week. And he is, quote, hesitant to do that out of fear of injury. Now, there have not been people lining up to destroy Zach Wilson over this, to be clear. A lot of fans have kind of been like, yeah, I get where he would feel that way. So this is not people trying to go after him, but Aaron Rodgers clearly sees it differently. When you use sources and, whether intentional or unintentional, try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach, I have a, I have a real hard time with that. That that was, how can he not read it any other way? I mean, you're basically saying that this Quit. this kid is, is quitting on the team and, and doesn't want to play and has given the middle finger to the organization. Now, listen, uh, I don't want to speak for him because he's going to get a chance this week to speak and I'm going to let him speak. I'll tell you that I love the kid and I've spent a lot of time with him uh, and I think he's uh, an amazing young man and he is young. He's gone through a lot of in the last three years and he's got every right to be frustrated and disappointed about it i think he's done a good job of standing up and taking accountability this year and here's quickly the one that i think is going to take the cake people want to bury him in year one and they want to bury him in year two they want to bury him in year three and the burying part you know there's some objective things number wise you can look at but i do have a problem when there's character assassinations because you're making generalizations about people and who they are uh, without actually really knowing them all right courtney i'm gonna ask you this question as a reporter is that report objectively any sort of a character assassination? No. It is perceived that way by Aaron Rodgers because when you look at it and what was reported was that Zach Wilson was waffling on the idea of wanting to play this week. Because remember, they benched him in favor of Tim Boyle and then they pulled Tim Boyle. It's Trevor Simeon and now Tim Boyle's off the team. They signed Brett Rippon today. They went. They decided they had to go back to him. That 13-8 loss to the Falcons, according to this report, changed everything. So you've got Zach Wilson here saying, eh, I'm not really sure I want to do this considering A, you guys benched me before. I've got some feelings about that. And B, I don't want to make myself susceptible to injury because I'm going to very clearly be playing somewhere next year. All of those things, according to this report, of course paint the picture 
that it does because if you were a better quarterback, you wouldn't be in this situation where we're having to judge your level of play and thinking, okay, this is not really worth it, but it's a do or die situation for them because they literally don't have anybody else to play the position. I don't think, though, this is character assassination because if he truthfully did say, ah, look, I'm not so sure about that, that's on him. No one's assassinating his own his character except himself if that ends up being what was report what was reported ends up being true carlin versus joe espn radio reminder the college football playoff on new year's day and national championship on january the 8th are on espn radio in the rose bowl number one michigan against number four alabama new year's day 5 p.m eastern on abc and espn radio and the sugar bowl number two washington against number three texas 8 45 p.m eastern time on january the first there is still Good value on one NFL quarterback for MVP, and the value may not be there this coming Monday. We're going to tell you why next. Carlin versus Joe. Courtney in for Joe today on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We've got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money, take it all. We occasionally like to dabble on this show. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, Courtney Cronin, Chris Carlin, Courtney in for Joe today. And this is a little segment we call Good Bet, Bad Bet, where Evan Wilner, our producer, will throw out a premise of a particular wager that exists right now, and we will tell you whether or not that's a good bet or a bad bet. So, Evan Wilner, the floor is yours. And this one is for Courtney Cronin because she is all over the fact that the Shohei Otani sweepstakes could wind down and end this week. We could find out where he plays. So Courtney, Blue Jays 7-1 to one to sign Shohei Otani. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? I honestly think it's a great bet. This team went from dark horse candidate to right up there. I don't know what the odds are for the Los Angeles Dodgers, but I know that they were the odds on favorite going into the winter meetings for Shohei Otani services. And the more I think about this, I saw some, I saw a report from Bob Nightingale is very plugged in 
the Cubs, my team that I'm a fan of, I would like to see Shohei here. The optimism allegedly of landing Shohei is waned. Um, so it sounds like it's like the Dodgers, Blue Jays, and maybe the Giants as lightly finalists. So go ahead and give me the Blue Jays on that one. I think that's an absolutely great bet. If you go to the Dodgers, you know you're going to win the regular season. You're not going to go far in the postseason. I like this one. See, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think it's a bad bet primarily because I I think the Dodgers will do whatever they have to do to make this happen ultimately. So the Dodgers at plus 115, I mean – that means things are really leaning in a heavy direction. I agree with the premise of what you're saying about the Dodgers not going very far, but at the same time, uh, when the odds are that starkly different, I'd be all over the Dodgers here. Bad bet. Next. All right, the Celtics were the uh, preseason favorite to win the in-season tournament. Now um, they have been knocked out last night. The Suns are plus 550. They play the Lakers tonight in the quarterfinals. Suns plus 550 to win the in-season tournament. Carlin, good bet or bad bet? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, they're, it's a good bet. I, I could see where with Durant this is something that would make him feel a little bit better about himself, you know, and trying to justify things to people, which Kevin Durant is constantly doing, is somebody that uh, is constantly trying to justify his existence in the NBA as a superstar player. So with that in mind, yeah, I could see that this would be a good bet at plus 550. The Bucks Pelicans are 3-1 to one favored, uh, as Evan kind of mentioned there, but I, I think the Suns are a good bet here. I agree. They've scored 14 points less than the Lakers. That's, uh, you know, that A group in the Western Conference, and they're 3-1 in this thing. Last and only loss came to the Lakers on November 10th. I think they avenge it tonight, and I think they will be one of the favorites to go win this thing when they advance to the semifinals. Next. Alabama 2-1 to one to win the college football playoff. Obviously, Michigan's the favorite there, plus 175. Michigan 2-1 to one to win the CFP. Good bet or bad bet, Courtney? Well, they've got Alabama in the first round or in the semifinals. They were not happy to get Alabama, as you heard from that video that's gone around of the non-celebration. We'll call it that. So I don't know if it was a gasp or like nobody's yeah, swearing. This, nobody's this saying, oh, up. man, bump yeah. this. I don't want to play Alabama. Yeah. Um I have Texas winning it all. I really do. They had an incredible game against Oklahoma State. Quinn Ewers played his best football. So, to me, the best odds are going to go to the Longhorns to win this, not Alabama, not Michigan, not Washington. Uh, This could sum up that video. I believe the noise you heard was, oh, when you saw Alabama come up on that screen. They were like, man, we wanted Florida State. Yeah. Well, Alabama at 2-1. I love it. I think it's a good bet. I think they're going to beat Michigan, and I'm looking forward to that. I'll be rooting for it, but I also think they're going to beat Michigan. And then if they get a a shot at Texas again, Courtney, that will be all the motivation that they need. Alabama, I think, is a different team than the one that played Texan uh, Texas very early in the season. Uh, Milrow has figured it out a little bit more. We know they've gotten breaks along the way, but at 2-1, to I kind of love it. Yeah, it's a good bet. Next. 
Brock Purdy's the favorite at three to one to win the NFL MVP. Dak Prescott right on his heels at plus three twenty five, but Dak Prescott plays the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. So Dak Prescott at plus three twenty five, good bet or bad bet to win NFL MVP, Carlin? Yeah, I'm going to go good bet here, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm saying it because I don't think the field is terribly strong, and I think the weaknesses of everybody else right now help Dak Prescott more than any other candidate. You look around, there are absolutely some scars and and some marks against some of these candidates, but as far as Dak's concerned, he continues to play consistent football. Now... We all know he has to do it against better teams, and this week would go a long way toward it. But I think he's getting the Eagles at the right time. I think it's a good bet. I agree, but on the caveat that he continues to win games starting this week with Philly and then at Buffalo at Miami. Their schedule doesn't do them any favors. I mean, it does him the favor of, hey, you win these games, you prove it, you should be a shoe-in for MVP. Because people are still going to look at Brock Purdy and look at the San Francisco 49ers and say that offense is quarterback-proof. You've got Debo Samuel, you've got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, so on and so forth, poking holes in his resume the same way that we do with Tua considering another one of his teammates is an MVP candidate. Dak's the only one on that list outside of Patrick Mahomes who, you know, the Chiefs are on shaky ground right now. They've got four losses. I think Dak at plus 325, I would get those odds right now if you ask me. Next. All right, last one. Bills and Chiefs this weekend. The over-under is 47.5, so good bet to take the under 47.5. It pays minus 115. Good bet or bad bet? under 47 and a half in Bills and Chiefs. Courtney? I say it's a great bet because we saw what happened in Sunday night football with the Chiefs offense and how it stalled out at the 33-yard line. I'm still not convinced that even with that pass interference that they should have been awarded, that MVS would have caught the ball on the next play or any of the other subsequent plays that ended up going incomplete. I don't know if they have the firepower to make it to the 47 and a half in Buffalo included in that. Uh, Yeah, I think it's a good bet. And the primary reason is that uh, when I look at that game, I think this is a week where the Chiefs will get right offensively against a Bills defense that is not the same with the injuries that they've had. And the Chiefs defense, you know, did not play as well the other day. And if the Bills can take advantage of that, I could see the Bills putting 20-plus up on the board. So, yeah, I'm going to say it is a good bet. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. How close was Florida State to getting into the college football playoff? You are going to want to hear this answer that we have on tape in just moments after Courtney has this from our friends at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you, Chris. Do you have a car problem? but don't know where to go, maybe you're miles away from home when your car breaks down, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts Shop Referral Program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click Find a Repair Shop. Easy enough to find a reputable service center nearby to get you back on the road. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It was inevitable there would be disappointment somewhere, and it comes for Florida State. If Jordan Travis was still there, FSU would be in. I'm telling you, you have to look at the four best teams right now. I'd even argue that Georgia got screwed more than FSU. I'm sorry. I feel badly saying that, but it's a reality. This is a travesty to the sport because we go out there on the field and we play the game. And regardless of whether it looks good at the quarterback position, regardless of whether we win with offense, whether we win with defense, the name of the game is to win. We got to dial it back on tragedy to the sport. I mean, a travesty in the sport. Come on, let's let's not get nuts here. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Psst. The secret to winning game days this college football season: Eckrich smoked sausage. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. Courtney Cronin in for Joe Fortenbaugh today. I'm Chris Carlin. It is Carlin versus Joe. How about this from Heather Dinich uh, over uh, yesterday? Was it today or yesterday, Evan, on Get Up, where she was chiming in about it was this morning on Get Up, our ESPN College Football Insider, laying out exactly how close it came for Florida State in the number five spot as opposed to being in the number four spot as the uh, college football playoff committee was watching over the weekend. People need to know why Florida State was number five, period. And the reason for that is because they averaged 3.4 yards per play against Louisville. And the score was tied at three in the third quarter while Alabama was beating the committee's number one team. And so the selection committee watched football games together and saw how they unfolded and then resorted to their protocol, which allowed them to look forward and ask the question, can Florida State win a national title without Jordan Travis? And the answer in the room after voting multiple times and agonizing over the decision was no. All right. So, Courtney, I put it to you. We haven't gotten your opinion on this as of yet on this show. Should Florida State have been in? Yes, they should have, because if you take a look at the committee's own rationale, which is the entire reason that we did away with the BCS and their computers a couple years ago, or, you know, a decade ago now, Chris, I get what Heather's saying there. And, and, and Heather's just Heather's reporting has been, by the way, second to none. She mm-hmm. has gotten 
every detail imaginable about the committee's process over the last couple of weeks since they started putting these rankings together until we got to the final one. She was boots on the ground in Grapevine, Texas. She was awesome. Um, I just don't buy that argument here about how close they were because when you have Texas, who was number seven in all of the rankings, all of a sudden jump in there to three when Florida State was four in all of these rankings and drop out to the point where they're not in the college football playoff. or they're, I mean, they're in a New Year's Six game, but they're not competing for a national championship. The logic doesn't make sense. The only thing that I think it, it would be great for the committee to admit is just that they don't think that Tate Rotemaker, who will be back at quarterback, who is the second string quarterback, they don't believe that a team that has him at quarterback is capable of winning a national championship. Mind you, it doesn't feel like the committee gave enough credit to Florida State's defense, which had seven sacks. 14 tackles for loss, 10 pass breakups against Louisville in the ACC championship. Apparently, apparently that's not enough for the committee to think that that would be a compelling game. Maybe they just don't like defense. Maybe defense doesn't win championships in their mind. But Chris, imagine if this would have happened to Alabama. If Alabama had injury after injury and they're down to their third-string quarterback, and they're playing in their conference title game, and their defense pulls this thing out. We're praising them. We're clapping. We're saying, man, look, Nick Saban had his guys ready to go no matter who's in. Next man up BS mentality, all that stuff. For some reason, the ACC and Florida State doesn't get that same sort of credence given to the SEC every single year. And it's frustrating, but the more that this is talked about, like this isn't a decision that was made and now it's going to get smoothed over and go away quietly. We're going to be talking about the decision to leave Florida State out up until we get to these games. And frankly, probably after, depending upon the outcome, considering we know this is going to a 12-team playoff, but it doesn't take away the sting that this Florida State team feels for, frankly, being wronged by the process that they checked every box along the way to get themselves in position to succeed. All right. One question or one word answer. If if Jordan Travis was healthy, would Florida State be in it? Yes. And I 100% agree, which is why I have no problem with what happened. Courtney, it's simple for me. I want the four best teams. And Florida State, watching them the other night, watching what they were with Jordan Travis versus what they were with Rodemaker or Glenn the other night, it's not the same team. It's not the same team. And I get it. It sucks. They went undefeated. They did everything they're supposed to do. They scheduled well at a conference. Against the teams in the Power Five, when they had Jordan Travis, they're scoring 35 points a game. Against the Power Five teams, when they didn't have them, they're scoring 20. They, they scored 40 points in two games. And I just don't see a scenario when we've seen them go through some blowouts before where they were going to put a team without a starting quarterback in that position, struggle as much as they did. That report from Heather was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's everything. Like, the people, Courtney, and all of this who have pointed to Cardell Jones in Ohio State, they seem to forget that Cardell Jones in Ohio State – Won their conference championship game 59 59 to 0. Okay, look, I get that, Chris. 
and I get that this has happened multiple other times. The committee tries to posture that, oh, no, how could you possibly have the non-opening day starter at quarterback play for a national championship? 14, it happened with Ohio State. The example you just mentioned happened in 17 with Alabama, happened in 18 with Clemson, happened in 2021 with Georgia. Did did a hip drop tackle happen all those other times and cause players to go out for injury reasons like that? Seriously? No. But there, it's there's so much goalpost moving here, which is the frustrating part because if you think that everything is solely based on the quarterback position, you're discrediting everything else that happens on a football team that goes from minute one to minute 60 for games that matters. And that's frustrating because Florida State did everything they needed to do and were acting like the one game that they played I don't care. You could, the Florida game, yeah, that was a close game. They still won it in the end. That's important. That was on the road. They won it. They beat North Alabama. They're 3-0 and without Jordan Travis. To, to me, this is a lot of recency bias, and that's not always a bad thing because Alabama's searching at the right time. Did they prove and make their case that they should be in there? Sure. But let's not forget, they also lost to Texas by 10 at home, and they played like poop against South Alabama in week three. But we want to smooth that over because look at the body of work. Look at where they got to all the way at the end of the season and they got themselves into the na- into a chance to play for a national championship that way. Whereas Florida State has a clunker and apparently that weighs more than the entire body of work of the season. Miss me with that. That's not well, sane logic. Well, the last thing I'll say on it is if we're going to go and point all that out, we have to look at the strength of schedule too. One team was five, one team was 55. I mean, that's a big difference. And Florida State was 55 in strength of schedule this year compared to Alabama that was five. And they scheduled two SEC opponents and beat both of them. I don't know what more they can do. Did you want – should they have maybe called that – what was it? The uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund and, and gone and, like, defle- defected from the ACC and gone and played their own schedule this well, year? Is that the only way for them to get some respect from the committee? I'll tell you this. To be fair to them – like, why would I ever schedule another big-time game again? Look at Michigan. They <laughs> schedule nobody out of the conference. And, they're and they also and they're cheated. Number one. They're number one. Mm-hmm. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Halloween is over, but hiring can still be a bit scary. Indeed's end-to-end solution helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Did we get a sneak peek yesterday into what Caleb Williams is going to do this offseason? It's next on ESPN Radio. Geico's mobile app has 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info. It's easy to Geico. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. we got to get to a, a pressing issue for Courtney in a second. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. It's the holiday season. And, of course, the holiday movies come on. And I'm not talking about the holiday Christmas movie where, you know, somebody goes home and, you know, the big city girl meets up with the hometown guy running the Christmas tree farm. And it might go out of business if that big company comes in and buys up all the land if we don't save Christmas. That's every Lifetime movie in the last 20 years, Chris. Yes. It's not, those are not the ones I'm talking about. You just saw Love Actually for the first time. I did. I, I think I'm 23 years late on it. It came out early 2000s, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I did not see it myself until probably three years ago. Okay. Your, your review? Average. Um, I, I think the concept is cool, and I've seen this replicated in movies since Love Actually, where all the characters are interconnected somehow, and they all end up meeting at various points throughout the movie. I think that's a great concept, but I was poking holes in in a lot of it. Certainly the humor. British humor is wonderful, don't get me wrong, but... The stuff that they could get away with saying back in the early 2000s, a little different than our uh, climate today. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not find it nice at all that I believe her name's Natalie, the the woman who falls in love with the prime minister who's played Mm -hmm. by Hugh Grant. They called her chubby. I'm like, if she's chubby, then what am I? Um, That was that was uncalled for. And that, again, the the early 2000s body shaming is, you know, on a whole nother level. But um, also then this is a post 9-11 world. And you've got the little boy who played drums in the Christmas pageant at the school with the girl who we fell in love with, who was also nine. She was singing the Mariah Carey song. You know, he breaches security in a post 9-11 world. This movie came out not long after that, runs through security, goes to the plane as it's about to depart and gets to say goodbye to his love interest, who he ends up reuniting with. And then he wasn't taken to jail. He wasn't taken, you know, the authorities really just delivered him back to his stepdad, Liam Neeson. And I'm like, that would never happen. That would never happen. Why Not even a holding cell in the airport. Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, come on. And, and frankly, the whole idea of the prime minister falling in love with the staffer, the, the lower level staffer, 
I mean, Courtney, I saw this movie already. It was called King Ralph. And it happened back in the 90s. And it was John Goodman as a guy that was just named King of England because he had some distant relative who died and he fell in love with the Stafford. That's it. And so basically, Love Actually is King Ralph for the holidays. That's and what it is. I, I can appreciate, help me here, the guy, what is, uh, the, I'm so bad with actors' names. Who was the actor who fell in love with the girl who spoke only spoke Spanish and he learned basically, he learned enough of the language to get by to go and ask to marry her at her job? Oh. I... Not Hugh Grant. It's the other famous British actor that everybody knows except me. Does Liam know? Is he around? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Um... Does Liam know? Let's get the British guy in here. (laughs) Bill Nighy, Alan Rick. Let's just throw all the people from the Yeah, just throw them all out there. Exactly. I thought that was a sweet gesture in theory when I'm thinking in the rom-com element, but how creepy would that be if your entire family showed up basically for an arranged marriage of a guy who wrote a crappy novel and the girl that, you know, he won, she won over him by jumping into a pond to go save the pages of his awful book. Hopefully, I'm not. Hopefully, you guys have all seen this, and I'm not giving out. Yeah, no, I, I, it's twenty years. It's twenty ago, years. Courtney. Like, <laughs> if I'm giving away the plot, so be it. But then she's she's such a great waitress that the boss in the restaurant's like, no, you can't ask for her hand in marriage. I can't lose my best server. This feels like something straight out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, let me ask you a question, just so we prove that we're both not dead inside with this. Okay. Okay. You ever cry at a movie? Oh, sure. What was the last movie you cried at, you think? What was the movie about the drug overdose with Timothy Chalamet and um, Michael Carville? Beautiful boy. I okay. sobbed like a baby at the movie, but like one would because it's about addiction, a very real disease that affects millions of people's and their, uh, people and their families. I, I was a, a basket case at that movie. Yeah. That was 2018, I mean, though, so it's been five years tear-free. I cry at movies last time for me, draft day. Yeah, sure. You cried during draft day. No, I did not, but I have cried during movies. I remember first time I saw Forrest Gump, I cried. Absolutely. It happens. I just want to prove that we're not dead inside. For the for the love actually truthers out there about this that I'm going to get buried with here over the next few weeks. You know what, Courtney? You know what movie I love? Holiday. The Holiday. Beautiful I don't know film. if I've seen it. See, I'm like the new Christmas movies that are out. I was on Hulu the other night. I was looking up ones on Netflix to try to see, okay, is there anything I haven't seen that's not, you know, that, the Family Stone or A Christmas Story or Home Alone, which I can recite by, by, by memory at this point, Elf. There has not been a great Christmas movie released in the last... 15 years one that's like an instant classic everybody's seen it you can recite the lines uh by heart unless i'm wrong because honestly it's mostly those hallmark movies that you were you know referencing yeah not fred claus that didn't do it for you who's in that that was a vince vaughn uh i believe i'm unfamiliar played played, uh, santa i'm not sure but the the premise being that fred was Fred was Santa's brother. Was that wasn't that it? Oh, Bad Santa is a tremendous Christmas movie. Okay, but that, that was, that's still been a while. Yeah, yeah. Same that's... year as Love Actually, two thousand three. Oh wow. wow, 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 wow. Billy Bob Thornton cameo yes. in Love Actually. Was he supposed to be President Bush at the time? Given yes. like you know the the time and he's Southern and all that. 
Yes, Texas. And, yeah, because Hugh Grant is supposed to be Tony the prime Blair, minister, I think, right? It okay because I was I was watching it with like that guy's thinking. All right, these like historical elements, historical twenty years ago, making myself sound old. Um, I was trying to put myself back in that time, thinking of the pop culture political figures that align. I was like, they casted George W. Bush as uh, Billy Bob Thornton, or vice versa. Yeah. Well. I mean, I think given the political climate, that's exactly where they were going with it. Yeah. Hey, Evan, let me ask you a question. We were talking about Caleb Williams before. I should probably pay off that tease that we did. So uh, just that in mind, let's spend the last 30 seconds here on Caleb Williams. Uh, He's not playing in the bowl game. Courtney, lay out for me in 40 seconds or less the Chicago Bears, Caleb Williams, and where we're headed. Well, they have the number one pick right now, thanks to Carolina, 10-loss team that's probably going to only continue to lose more games. They're sitting on a very obvious situation right now is what I'd call it. They have to use that bet pick on a quarterback, and Caleb Williams is the one who has set himself ahead of the pack. Now it's just going to be a matter of who's coaching him. That's the question the Bears need to answer over the next five games, whether it's Matt Eberflus or whether they end up taking a big swing because they think they're going to have a new quarterback in the building. Your guess, they're not going to try to give this – one more run with Justin Fields. I do not believe so. I think they're sitting on draft capital that they cannot pass up. Thank you for filling in today for Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, the great Courtney Cronin, as always, doing an amazing job. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Love actually was, it was, actually was okay. Let's be real. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.